You're listening to the Spandex Power Armor Podcast. As if 2020 couldn't get any worse. Oh man, we're uh, we're back. Wait, we're what? The, the podcast exists once more. It rises from its grave, like a like a sorcerer returned by some fell spell. We're back. Were we ever gone? It's only been it's only been like what? Oh, three years. What? Off by a wow. couple of months, but yeah, pretty much three years in October. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get my watch out and say two years, ten months, number of milliseconds. <laughs> if you've got the nanoseconds and attoseconds. Well, whatever method you measured time in, be it stars, souls, or seconds, we're here and we're hopefully not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, it's 2020, anything could happen at this point. We're also on the border of the uh, Leicester exclusion zone, so we definitely aren't going anywhere. Lockdown time, people. Yeah. I mean, at least I know what it's like to be a hermit. Yeah. Anyway. I like it, but I know. (laughs) Look, we all know. We have massively enlarged beards, I've gained the weight of a small child, and I've started... I should probably start assembling a shed to live in. Anyway, we are back, and uh, we just want to talk a, a little about uh, why things ended after we did the X Aid special, and why yep. we're back now. So basically, what happened is um, our fortress got raided by a group of teenagers in uh, in tight, brightly coloured clothes, and we had a bit of a fight, and then we got banished to some nether realm. But now it's time for season two, baby. Uh, but no, seriously, um, life happened. To misquote uh, Jeff Goldblum, <clears throat> life um, life gets in the way. Um. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was in uni at the time. And it was just a, just a bit of a pain, really, because you have to juggle so much. And so I think, you know, why not do it this time when I'm currently working in a full-time job? And trying to juggle this and a relationship and gaming, yeah, it's going to be great. I see absolutely zero pressure in this bad boy. Did you just start this to flex on me like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm flexing on how much more misery I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, no, with uh, with uni being as it is, it, it was just quite a lot. Um, yeah, we all had different things going on in our lives, and unfortunately the podcast kind of fell by the wayside, and unfortunately I don't think we ever informed anyone that the last episode was our last episode, before before we fell into some kind of John Tronian hiatus. It seemed to go out with a whimper, but uh, yeah. what I'm the least proud of is that I just stopped getting into taco after that, I just didn't really have much of a motivation, and I'm kind of kicking myself now, because I, oh, I ignored yeah. Build, I saw a bit with you, um, maybe a bit of Geo, but otherwise I'm just like, okay, what's all this stuff? What's with all these new riders? What the hell is a Kira Major? <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't fall by the wayside so much, but I definitely was not as invested as I had previously been, but that's the same for everything in my life for the last couple of years. Um, you know, like I said, life gets in the way, things happen, you have to kind of cut off the fat, but we're back. Uh, we've both been catching up with Zero One. Um, whether that's a good or a bad thing remains to be seen, um, but we're catching up. How far in are you? Like I said, oh, what, 
still, still single digits. I think I'm on episode eight. I don't know. I'm on the um, I'm on the the doctor, the hospital bit. Oh right, I'm uh, I'm on twelve. People of the internet, please don't spoil this for oh, yeah. us. Though by the time this How releases, I should have binged all of it, or as much as possible. Show off. I think stuff it. For the first part of this podcast, let's talk about Zero One, because it's the first rider thing I'm getting back into. Very catchy intro, isn't it? Oh, it's it hits you like a like a sack of bricks. It is I've learned to love it. I don't know if it's a good way to do an intro for a song. I don't think so, but I have no musical theory whatsoever. I still kind of like Numa Numa unironically. Well, this is the Reiwa era. Things are a lot more different, a little more gimmicky. Frankly, so far in the series, for me, it's a mixed bag. It's stuff that I've really wanted for a long time, and also combined with gimmicks that I don't really care about. Like, the transformation gimmicks, kind of silly. I mean, I love the effects in them. I love the way Vulcan transforms by punching the bullet. I mean, that's the coolest thing. You mean fisting the bullet? Cheeky. No. That's right, I call I call punching fisting now. No one wants to get into a fight with me anymore. <laughs> that's that's actually a way to avoid <laughs> fights on the internet. If someone invites you in real life to a brawl, you describe punching as fisting, and they will just say no. It's uh, Unless um, they're like gachimuchi stars, then it's going to get nasty. Hey, look, I would never, ever fight the king, Billy Harrington. Oh no, he's passed on. He's, he's in gone. the big he's in the big gym in the sky now. Yeah. We'll be with you soon, Anarchy. Well, we That's know what I'd like to see. This. I'd like to see some sort of um Gachimuchi reference you... in some sort of adult taku. Maybe if there was Oh I, th- <laughs> I thought you meant when you die. When when I die like you, just, you go through the pearly gates and Billy Harrington is just there to greet you. Oh yeah. You know what he'll say? Leather clubs down the road. <laughs> and that's how uh, that's how my jaunt in the afterlife begins. Uh, no, anyway, um, zero one. Ah, uh, there is just I have a lot to say about it. I'm going to disagree with you on the whole transformation gimmick thing. I don't mind it. Um, the props look a bit silly, but the idea behind them being like, uh, what are they? They're meant to be like special keycard things, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't mind that at all. Um they would probably look better if they were more, you know, the decade kind of cards. Yeah, it's the fact that they're being actual cards. The armor pieces generated are physical things. You know how Zero One has this uh, Gavan style um stuff so it's beamed down from a satellite. Yeah. And so it just feels like okay, we have to watch things awkwardly interact with CGI robots. You don't get any real action. My man, have you not gotten used to the weird CGI robots? I mean, haven't they been using them since, like, Hibiki? Well, I just close my eyes and scream and say, Mom, take the robots away. I don't want to <laughs> see the CGI. No, I want to see a man in a spandex suit. Ah. And that's why I qualify for this podcast, you know? A little bit of uh, insanity. <laughs> um, I see what you mean about the uh, the CGI doodads I don't think there's personally I wouldn't do them but I like Showa stuff so there's a lot I wouldn't do there's, you no, purist. there's not really much of a cri- look 
I can't help it if I'm a boomer at heart, okay? Rotoscoping um, only. <laughs> Bad rotoscoping only. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really like the physical armor bits, though, because when he changes forms, they shift around. Oh, so, yeah. like, when he... Um, when he when he turns into like his shark form, his faceplate splits in half, and then kind of goes on his lower jaw. I don't get why the grasshopper really cool. part's the main form that, and it's like the basis for all the other forms. It just makes me think, okay, I, this is kind of weird. I think it's to create some kind of consistent artistic through line. But you're absolutely right because he does have an undersuit on. He has that black. Um, kind of slightly shiny suit. Oh, the grasshopper yeah. bits come on too. You would expect then that the grasshopper bits could come off and then the shark or the tiger or the hawk bits can go on. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but I'm pretty sure it's just to have a uh, consistent aesthetic. Although there's not much that uh, kind of day glow green can go with. As a character, I do quite like Arato Hidden. Like, it's growing on me. I initially found his voice annoying, and the whole comedy gimmick just really painful. Maybe it's because I'm, a, you know, a filthy westerner, and I'm not a seven-year-old Japanese boy. That's why the well, belt won't all fit on me. seven-year-old Japanese boys on the inside? <laughs> yes. Um, th- that'll make the resulting afterlife visit to Billy Harrington a bit more confusing, but hey... Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of digging it. I'm liking his character, how there's the whole relationship with uh, the humor gears and stuff. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. The story itself, because I want to talk about the story. I mean, I was initially well, I want thinking... to complain about Aruto first. Oh, very well. I completely agree. I hated Aruto to begin with. I absolutely despised him in the first episode. He wasn't particularly bad. I think I, when a new Rider series comes along, and it's just, it's mostly just Rider, because with the new Ultras and new Rangers, I'm usually a lot more forgiving. With new Riders, I will quite often just hate them to begin with. And this this is true for everything, like the design and everything, and then I will come back around. Like, remember x oh, I was all set to despise. That was a real I change of opinion. That. Oh, dude, no, x is fantastic. Let's... Yeah, if you go, if anyone hasn't heard the X Aid special we did, I adore X Aid now. I love it. Oh, it's a quality series. Aruto has definitely grown on me now, but I do not care for the his gimmick. Maybe, maybe it, it's better if you're Japanese and you understand. Because I'm, I'm like a hundred percent certain that what has been subtitled for us as his quote-unquote jokes are not exactly word for word what he's saying because it seems to be quite a lot of wordplay and I'm not sure that translates fully. Overtime tried their best to localize. You can find it in the way they name the enemy faction in the first couple of episodes and they change it back to the Japanese and they try it with a few other things so I think Mm. they gave a different name to the transformation device that the monster of the week uses and it's okay they're trying but for Proper nouns like that, I think it's best to leave them be. Otherwise, it's going to be a repeat of the uh, Gaim subs. Who was it who did that again? Which group was that? Uh, was it Acer? It was Acer, it wasn't was Acer. it? Yeah. They, oh, uh... Ornak. Oh, man. They tried. I yeah, I appreciate how they tried, but it's just a little too much localization. True. There's, there's a line that shouldn't be crossed, and I agree proper nouns should be kept. Like, attack names depends if... 
but per people names, transformation names, and um, faction names, I'm down to clown with keeping them the same. Mm. It's just I I was I was thinking about this the other day actually how I would personally change Aruto's whole kind of gimmick. Do you remember the uh, the old man, the Blue Ranger, Norsan from um, uh, Kyo Yuja? Oh yes, the one change, with the very curly hair. His, yeah, change Aruto's just painfully unfunny jokes to groan-inducing old man jokes. Oh, I would love some punnage. I have a counterpoint, yes. though. I was thinking maybe a Spider-Man-style quipper, or you could even cite Kamen Rider Stronger for these examples. So you've had, so you'd have someone who stronger. makes, you know, cutting one-liners, someone that has, like, a, a childish sense to it, because Naruto is kind of childish, but I just need something. I don't really care much for the over-the-top... <laughs> I, I don't really know Japanese comedy well enough. I can't quite figure it out. This is more a me limitation? Yeah, I find Japanese comedy to fall into just one of two camps. It is quite similar to English in this way, English comedy in this way, in that it's either quite dry and withheld and very kind of, you know, wry. On the other hand, it can also be just the wackiest, goofiest quite embarrassing at times kind of thing and there seems to be no kind of middle ground with it that being said no, like, i now want them in a sort of 24-hour tag scenario i want that style of slapstick where it just gets a little bit too crazy i do quite like the slapstick slapstick tends to be without the need for translation so I guess that's why I kind of liked it in Double and O's. It was very straightforward. But when they try and make it so very Japanese, you can tell they have no interest in trying it out on other markets unless it's neighboring Asian countries. This stuff just yeah. doesn't really settle in the West. See, I'm down, I'm down with Japanese slapstick to a point. It is when everyone kind of falls down because of the funny joke. Oh right! That yeah. I start. That that's especially in live action. That's where I draw the line. Like, no, can we not do that? Okay, I know it's want... not funny in anime. It's not funny in real life. <laughs> I now want your idea for them doing cringy old man jokes, like really bad puns, and instead of people falling down from how funny it is, like some of them just vomit from how bad it was. <laughs> like, the characters just vomit on each other regardless of scenario, and they're just like, no, that was so bad. And it's used as a plot point where he gives the villain cancer with a very bad pun. That would solve a lot of quest a lot of problems very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, one, one thing I, um, I'm a bit on the fence about with, uh, with Zero One at the moment is... Um, and I don't know if it gets brought up later on, is that Aruto is, at least at the point where I'm at in the series now, complacent... Um, oh, that's what I'm looking for. Complacent? Yeah, with, complacent. with slavery. Yeah, oh, it does touch complicit. on it. Complicit. Complicit, is that a word? Complicit, yeah, going along with it. We are not there very go. good at complicit the English language. Complicit with slavery. What's oh, English? It does get like that. Um, so I'm currently at episode 12. There's a detective one. And... I thought oh, what they do is... Hang, hang on, hang oh. on. Would you say he's a uh, a robot detective? It literally is a humor gear, so your reference to an old Tokusatsu, just... Nah. Hang your head in shame. And unfortunately, he doesn't look like an old-school robot, but 
somehow he, wear a massive wig. Does he does he transform by taking his shirt off and punching people real hard? <laughs> That's the best description of a transformation. <laughs> I just want that to be yeah, the manliest character. Oh man, have you have you watched any of Robot Detective yet? I haven't. No, I know it's on the oh. um, Toei channel, but I've just been getting drunk and watching some like Robot Eight Chan because it looks silly. What the hell, dude? Oh, it's it's kind of cute and funny, and you know, one of them's like a robot I'm, looking I'm like sorry, a telephone box. I'm sorry, did you say box. cute and funny? Yeah. When we when we watched the first episode together, you were right there with me, just being just completely horrified by what we were watching. And now you come back with me, you come back to me, and you're, you're saying it's cute and funny. Well, I was sober when we watched wrong that. With you, boy? The yeah. liver can do amazing things, and one thing it does is bring a series like that into terrifying reality. But when you're a little buzzed, it's cutesy, and you know every episode, little. Hachan Robo is just trying to avoid getting dismantled because he is casually ignoring the laws of robotics and stuff. <laughs> Actually, this ties in really nicely with what I was going to mention. So I was thinking that Zero One would have gone in one of two directions. The first one being that they instantly, immediately go in hard with the ethical side of things, which obviously would not be something they do because that isn't really conducive to an action series. And what the other one I was thinking they'd do is they would ignore it completely. They would play it straight-faced. It's like, oh, yeah, one of our slaves has turned into a bad guy again. Let's get him. But no, it's it's turning into a combination of the two. It's a slow burn. Oh, so with every episode, every new episode, Aruto is like, whoa, hang on, that guy just achieved sentience. What the hell's up with that? This seems a, is, this, is this immoral? <laughs> yes. Are we, are we slavers? Are we the baddies? <laughs> Honestly, like the, it annoys me that the very moment he realizes that the humor gears are gaining sentience, he doesn't shut it all down immediately. Not not them, the selling of them, because then you you reach this whole massive um, conundrum about whether or not humor gears deserve the right to reproduce. Do they, you know? Should we make more? Should we limit what we've got? Should we quarantine them? Should we destroy them? Like There are so many different ways you can go with having accidentally created a new form of life. Look what happened with the Quarians and the Geth. You know, as soon as one of them asked, oh, why am I here? They just immediately tried to destroy them. This kind of ties in with the original play that uh, mentioned the term robots, um, Rossum's Universal oh, yes. Robots. They make their own people, and then they turn against them. Then they destroy the means that they created the robots so that they can't reproduce. And the film ends with mankind mostly extinct and a few remaining humans enslaved by them, for them trying to figure out how they can create more of them again. Did you ever watch um, the, the, the film Nine? Because that had a similar thing as well. Oh, the Tim Burton one. I've seen tiny clips. It looks cool, but I'd never gotten around to watching it. It's the kind of thing you only need to really watch once. Um, basically, got like this group of nine homunculi, and they're actual homunculi. It's weird. Um, it's like post not World War Two, but kind of definitely World War Two, uh, where machines were kind of given control, like Skynet style, and then it destroyed. Everyone is post-apocalyptic, and they accidentally turn the factory back on. It starts making more machines. A similar thing, like, when you create artificial intelligence, what do you do with it? Do you let it continue? Do you, do you shut down the factories? Yeah. I'm just... 
again, this comes back to why I'm not too hot on him as a character. That he doesn't immediately like he like I got to the episode where he realizes that they're going sentient. Like he, yeah. he doesn't immediately take charge of that. Like if I were in charge of a massive company, I know, like there are loads of investors and business people, stonks. men, people, stonks that are invested in keeping it going. You've got a slave race. You've created for yourself a slave caste. Some of them aren't sentient, but a lot of them are turning sentient. You got to do something. You can't just continue having wacky jokes with your your, your secretary sidekick. Yeah, um, they really turn a blind eye to a lot of ethical issues. So there is the slavery side of things. I though it does progress with every other episode. I haven't gone far. It, I get optimistic that it's trying to do that. So it's like, okay, we've got some sentience in here. I don't know how it ends, but there is one issue so far that hasn't been looked at, which is the major thing. Was there any outrage about robots taking all these jobs? Like, they even mentioned, like, you're at the hospital episode, where they have to... Is it the first or second hospital episode? First. I'm going to melt your brain with a spoiler, boyo. So after the events of that first one, in the second one, um, there's a massive pressure to shut down all the humor gears in that hospital. And the problem is, then there's basically no one to treat all the patients. And it's like, even if you were to get rid of them, there are now no humans to fill in that role anymore. That's bleak. Yeah. Also, what about the mass unemployment? I was about to say, is this is this series pro-mechanization or anti-mechanization? I can't tell at this point. It's pro-mechanization and fighting anyone who brings up the ethical issues with a suit of power armor. Hmm. I mean, I can I can respect their choice of problem resolution. I completely disagree with it uh, morally. Like, you sure mechanize some bits, but don't replace humans with androids. You know. Yeah. One thing I don't quite understand is the vice president. So initially in the first episode, he was supposed to be this rather adept, skilled person, but he's just so inept and clueless as to the actual consequences of anything, and he just wants Aruto out of office. And I'm just like, okay, this just feels completely pointless as an internal threat, because he just seems so goofy. And I don't get why he also has a humor gear, the lady in red. Surely Aruto would just be like, yo, stop helping this guy. He's not really being good at this. I, don't we own you? At the point where I at where I'm at, um, he he's he's been absent for a few episodes. I, I actually completely forgot he existed until you mentioned him. Ah, because uh, he hasn't been that big of a presence. And to be honest, I don't disagree with him sometimes. Hmm. Like absolutely, I would be livid if I was in his position, and not through. And through just complete unambiguous nepotism, some rando gets put in charge of the company rather than someone who's been working there for presumably years like him. I mean, obviously, he's not a great guy, but I find him a lot more sympathetic than I think I'm meant to. Mentioning that, why would the original CEO mention the robot apocalypse in his will, not while he was alive, not to warn the company, not to warn people and make sure that lives weren't lost? It's just like, yeah, sod it, let... My grandson deal with it. I'm going to party my old age. Izu, help me out of bed. You know, that kind of thing. Look, I'll let me put it to you this way. You're an old man, right? You got yeah. yourself a company. You're making yourself some robots. Hot it's robot secretary. You know you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, you know you're going to die, and you know there's going to be a uh, robo-pocalypse, right? Yeah. Do you, A, pass the book and enjoy your twilight years, or B, 
try and deal with it. Obviously, you'd, you'd, you'd just fob it off. You'd pass the book to someone younger than you. Is this an allegory for the baby boomers? So, it, this okay, this suddenly got deep. Yeah, this is an allegory for baby boomers. They wrecked the economy, they caused environmental damage, and they're passing the book on to the millennials and Gen Z. I'm going to take... Uh... I'm going to take credit for having that idea. That was definitely what I was going for when I had that little tirade. Just <laughs> intentional. I'm a deep, thoughtful human being. I have higher brain functions. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's now uh, Kamen Rider Zuma having to mop up the mess of the previous generation. Well, we already had Kamen Rider Zuma. That was Mac. Zoom- I completely forgot about Mac. How can you forget about Mac? He's a good boy. It's been a very long time since I've watched Rider. Wow, I think I might be going senile. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> no, I'm one of them now. I'm the enemy. <laughs> Speaking uh. of senility, I had a point and I completely forgot it. Um, nepotism. Nepotism, nepotism. I don't know. I'm surprised Aruto took to um, being president so quickly. I really expected more resistance from him. And this is this is to his favour. This is to his favour. He he did take control, especially early on. He's he's going around uh, personally assessing humor gears and stuff like that. So I don't hate his character anymore. I'm just annoyed by the gimmick. Well, he's not doing any grand executive functions, though, is he? He's just going around visiting, saying, "Yep, that robot's not going to kill us." Then, like twenty minutes later, the robot tries to kill us. You're absolutely right. Actually, he's more of a figurehead than a. And I, damn it! Now I hate him again. He's not actually doing anything. He's a puppet king. Surely the vice president could have used that to his advantage by being yeah. the power behind the throne. He would be the one handling yeah. all this while trying to subtly undermine him. Not every other episode like, ha, see, they did that. You must resign now so I can deal with yeah. this crap storm. You're absolutely right. He could have done the whole evil vizier thing. Like, oh, yes, president, you should definitely make this decision, which will you know, be bad for you, but good for me. I'm not evil. <laughs> they really could have made the character like that, but they just went yeah. for the bumbling fellow. That being said, I do really enjoy the character development. I um, I can tell that Fua is going to be shown that he's wrong with, you know, disliking robots Oh um, yeah, I mean that's that's I'm in the sure next if I'm episode. Happy about that or not? Oh come! Oh come on! Everything's in the next episode. Oh, it's definitely the... take longer. Like, dude's got. 12 oh no! Years it's not like a bigotry. it's not like a proper turn of character. It's more giving him an alternate viewpoint. But he's still very sternly okay. get these robots off our land. They're taking our gerbs. They're gonna kill our kids. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Less this turn into a whole episode of zero one. Um, we're gonna wrap this section up. I just want to make one point though. Um, I haven't seen anything beyond like the first hospital episode. However, I want to get it out there. I, I don't know anything beyond this point, except for what you've told me of the next episode. Aruto is either going to be a cyborg or a really advanced humor gear. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I'll uh, probably end up dubbing over... <laughs> I, by the point I've gotten this released, we'll, we'll have found out. And I'll probably dub over, oh. yes, he is. Or no, he's actually a... An alien or some rubbish. Um, I do want to get one last thing, though, in for this. Go for it. It finally has a strong female supporting rider. Would you say that Valkyrie's a secondary? Uh, well, I mean, technically she's tertiary, but she occupies... She, she shares the secondary spot yeah. with Vulcan. However, I, I'm going to be really pessimistic here. Don't get me wrong. I love Valkyrie. I'm, I'm so happy that straight off the bat, like, what is it, like, three, four episodes in, we've got a female rider. She's oh, going to get sidelined it. hard. She's going to get sidelined so hard, dude. 
It's not that bad. You really. know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's not so bad now, but we've got like what is it? We've got zero one. We've got Val- uh, Vulcan. We've got the two Metaborgian Rai um, riders. Uh, we've got five so far. I think there's like a sixth that comes on later. Someone's getting sidelined. You know it's going to be the girl. That's the depressing fate, really. I'm a yeah. few more episodes in than you, and it's not too bad. She's doing some good stuff. Uh, her character's got some depth to it. It's all sneaky, yeah, no, and she's I don't want to spoil some it. Some duckery going on. Yeah, like she's she's meeting with um. I think he's he becomes like another rider later. He's like an antagonist. Oh, you I'm, mean I'm down to guy guy behind do desk? not get me. Yes, man, desk man. Not Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So I'm totally down to clown with her. I'm just very pessimistic about what Toei is going to do with her down the line. We know how we know how lady riders go. It doesn't go well. They either die or get sidelined. Rest in peace, Tackle. And yes, she's a common rider. <laughs> I I will die and kill on this hill. I will completely understand, but I'm going to be watching you fight that battle from another hill with a big bag of M&Ms and a couple of beers. Watch him go. Look at him defend that fiercely. Um, yeah, I'm quite satisfied with what we've discussed with Zero One. We need to watch a hell of a lot more of it. And that's what I'm probably going to be doing after work. I could probably try and goof it off between uh, a few things, maybe during breaks. That'll be fun. This podcast will ruin my work life. Great. <laughs> I already had a um, a Kamen Rider Z-Cross um, soda figure on my desk at work. I'd keep it in the cabinet. I'm, I'm, I'm and... sorry, I have, I have to interrupt you. Have you just unironically started r- pronouncing it as Z-Cross now? Yes. So I've got Zeke in my little cabinet, and when I'm between support calls or just trying to think of something, I pull him out, and I love playing around with the joints. You know, Mr. Ross is really flexible, and I can make him jump and kick and all that stuff. Oh, the, the, the Sodo figures are fantastic. I've got a bunch of them now, and I love them all. Yeah, you've also got the They're Great Leader. That's people. not mobile That's at not all. a figure. It's, it, he doesn't even have a head It's joint. a bowling pin. It, it's... it's yeah, it's fantastic. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I'm so happy I have him. <laughs> He's the cutest little grand wizard. Well, talking about rider stuff, I think we should discuss the new one that's on the docket. So let's just preface Ooh. this by saying we're recording on the 26th of July. So all we've got are two images and a name. Yeah, like this stuff has literally just come out. So by the time we upload this... There may very well be more info out, so, I mean, don't don't at us. Yeah. Um, one thing I can see right off the bat, so this is Kamen Rider Saber, yeah? Yep. And the first image I saw was the one of the magazine. So you had his face, he looked all edgy and stuff. Then you sent over the picture showing the uh, transformation device and the sword, and I thought, storybooks. This thing yeah, uses it's, it's, storybooks it's... to transform. It, it's a really weird choice. Uh, one of them's called Peter Fantasia. Oh, Peter Fantasista. I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, what? Okay, so F- you've got the main red one that looks all edgy and stuff, like, you know, Guy Fieti's... Um, <laughs> Fieti? 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 I don't... I'm very Fieti. bad at Italian names. Um, Either way, um, he's really going to take us son. to Flavortown. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that looks kind of cool. It's 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 books. It's storybooks. And this is a photoshopping opportunity for memers. Oh, because you're oh, going to yes. put something in. You, yeah, you could put... Well, obviously... Oh, my God. There's going to be a Harry Potter one. I can see it. It's going to be based oh, on books. 
So or we've got so fantasy. the his, his transformation gimmick, uh, not gimmick. The the thing itself is called the Seiken Sword Driver. Oh, okay. Capital S, capital D. Angon. That's a scabbard. No, I can no, no. See okay, it so now. he's got a sword. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so a little hole like you... that the sword would go into. So it looks like he puts the stories into the. This is freaky. Yeah, I'm not sure how it works. I mean, I'm look. I mean, like, oh, does he oh, put the take book on next first to the Peter Fanta sister one. So it shows it Peter with the Fantasy. sword in oh, the belt. Right. Yeah. So they must. Looks like he's got a slot for three. He's got, he, oh my goodness, he's got a bookshelf on his waist. This just sounds like Gashat with is, extra steps. I I don't know if I like this or not. I really don't. I think it's a bit Again, silly. Again, this is, this is this is exactly what I was talking about earlier. This is my um, process I go through every time there's a new rider. It's my five steps of grief. Oh, I don't know if I like this anymore. Ooh, that looks a bit dodgy. I don't like this. Why can't it be more shower? Oh, actually, it's not too bad. The writing's pretty decent. Oh, hell yeah, I love this rider now. Those are the processes I go through. It happened with Exa, it happened with Build. Hopefully Did it's it going to happen. I mean, it happened very quickly with Build. Um, mm. I was a bit on the... Actually, no, it didn't. I was a little bit iffy about the design, but once I re- realised it was just, you know, double 2.0, I was down to clown. Yeah, um, I'm. It's not getting a stronger reaction from you as XA did because immediately it was the Look, eyes on that thing. It was the gremlin form. You just yeah. were like, nope. You've rejected that in its entirety. This to me there just no seems gremlin like form. this seems like a really odd combination of transformation gimmicks. I'm interested to see how it goes, but because we have nothing else to really go on, I can't really offer much input. I'm just thinking, okay, that's unique. I can't get beyond Peter Fantasista. Of all public domain literature you have to work with. Okay, no, no, okay, let's let's limit it. They're clearly going for a fantasy thing. Of all fantasy public domain literature you're going with, you choose Peter Pan. I'm calling it now. There's going to be some Harry Potter-style thing. There's got to be some sort uh, of reference to that, because that is the modern fantasy novel. Or Lord of the Rings. Or or worse. Well, no, that, the Lord of the Rings is a little too generic. It's got to be... Hmm. Excuse you. No, well, generic I will in the not sense tolerate that it is... the besmirching okay. of J.R.R. Tolkien's masterpiece. It's n- it's okay. Way, Let's say you turned the Lord of the Rings into one of these transformation devices. What power would it yeah. give you? It's got to give you one power. Sword, magic. See, shut up. Now, shut you know up. what would be great? One based on Dune. Turns you into a sandworm. <laughs> no, that's got to be one of the enemies. What's it do? Let him, what's it do? Let him teleport or something like that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. okay, okay. Here's one thing I want. You know how with Monsters of the Week in Kamen Rider stuff, they always have something put in them. So it's like a version of something the rider uses. You got your Gaia memories, you got your switches, all that. I want this yeah. to be cursed books or something, and one Monster of the Week to be based on Dune. And so we get this big, horrible Japanese CGI sandworm. I want to see that. Ooh. How about a uh, War and Peace um, form? And he's just got this massive tome attached to his belt, and he's just kind of leaning it lopsided. Like you're, you're limiting <laughs> yourself to fairly short novellas here. Well, again, I don't think um, seven-year-old Kenny from Osaka would care much for War and Peace or Dune, the little philistine. Um, but, you know, Peter Pan and fantasy stories, they'll do fine. They'll keep him entertained. I just, 
I, I just I, I genuinely don't like Peter Pan at all, and so the thought of one of the main advertised like alternate forms being Peter Pan themed just rankles me a little bit. Well, it's just going to be one of those secondary things that is mentioned a, a few times in a couple of episodes. It's not going to be the main form. It's just the example one. It's um like I don't know um drive. You know how he had that one spiky ability. It was like oh, used a couple spike. times. Yeah. Yeah, they just really completely forgot about Funky Spike, didn't they? There are way too many cars. They went ham with the gimmicks in Drive. Yeah, the cars are fun. So the uh, little books are called Wonder Ride Books. Calling it now, they're going to do an Alice in Wonderland one. Oh, no, I uh, really hope that the no, no, bike no. isn't a book. Like, it happened uh, yeah, in... No. Oh, oh, my goodness. It happened in Zero One. Bill did it. The bike Zero was one a did phone it. that was shot from space. Um... What was it like in Build again? It was a phone that flipped over and some bits flipped out and it became a it drew real big and became a bike. It's so pretty much the exact silly. same thing. Oh yeah, I found that incredibly silly. I just want to, I just want a super bike again. Yeah, just give us a super bike that we steal from the police. At least they use. Actually, you know what? They barely used the bike in Zero One at this point. Whatever oh. happened to riders riding? Oh, this actually ties in well with a couple notes I made. I don't like oh. that the bike is still tokenistic. It did have a couple of uh, bike chases in it, but you rarely yes. see it in use at all. You, I mean, in Cougar. Look at Cougar. You see oh, them getting Cougar. around on it. Oh, no, they, they, they build that thing up. Yeah, I'm going to mention you know the, the first two parts of Neo Heisei. You got double, you got O's. They use the bikes often. They get from place yes. to place. You see them riding the bikes. And you rarely see that with some of the newer stuff. And it really gets on my nerves. It's like, come and rider, come on. Like, okay, what about Vulcan and Valkyrie? They don't even have bikes. What are yeah, they riding? They have a van. They have a van. <laughs> they're riding and in they're the not van. They're not even... They're not even the first riders to use a van. Um, Amazon um, Omega rode around in a van when he was with the um, the extermination guys. Yeah, but keep in mind this is also a police van, so uh, it's unmarked, and they're abducting protesters when they're not <laughs> fighting robots. Oof. At least it's not Kiva, where the bike is non-existent, like it's in one episode and then never turns up again. I just, I'm not asking for, I'm not ex- asking for like the same bike foo they used in a few episodes of Cougar. I, you don't have to do that. That's fine, but use it. Travel. Show. Show the rider riding from point A to point B, at least. Yeah, or just show them getting off the bike. They don't even need to use the thing. The bike doesn't even need to be usable. It just is like, okay, yeah. he's getting on the bike. Fade out. He's getting off it again. Boy, that was one journey we had. Shame we couldn't afford <laughs> to film the fight scene we had. Uh, so apparently Saber's kind of default form is called Brave Dragon, and he also uses, uh, we also we already mentioned Peter Fan's sister, but a Jack and the Beanstalk one as well. Really? Yeah, I, oh, what is that? Okay, that's either going to make him giant, part of him giant, or uh, summon beanstalks. <laughs> okay, so it is based on classic fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all public domain stuff, so, I mean, that limits what we can decide what it's going to be. Like, we can probably make some pretty decent assumptions, like, straight off the bat. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of stuff you can do for an action-oriented thing, like, okay, Peter Fantasista, it's going to be flying, or something like that. It's going to be something yeah, you can condense right. into a power. But what else can you do? I mean, what Brothers Grimm stuff leaps to... Oh, okay, maybe Snow White, he gets an axe. Yeah, but then... 
that's not Snow White. That's the uh, that's no, Woodsman. not Snow White. It's Red Riding Hood. Wow, my. Uh... But even then, even then, that's the woods. How many times do the woodsman come to someone's rescue in these fairy tales? Remind me, in the old fairy tale, did he know that Red Riding Hood was calling out, or did he just kick down someone's door and axe the first person he sees? The one I was always told was that he just turned up. Like that is a that's a man just itching for a fight. Dude, that guy, that guy was totally going to kill that old lady. <laughs> I want to see what he does in a furry convention. <laughs> God, wolves oh, yeah, are everywhere. <laughs> Neon blue. <laughs> just Come on, Axie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's... Honestly, if it wasn't for the Peter Fantasista one, I'd just assume it was going to be all um, fairy tales. Mm, I'm eager to see what's happens next. I want to see what the secondary riders look like. I want to see what the villains are. I I miss villains that didn't look like riders. I miss them in the big yes. rubber suits. I kind of Thank I, you. I don't like villain riders. They're a fun gimmick every now and then. But when it's just like, okay, one rider team versus another, it's it's getting old. It kind of died with XAs yes. with me. And I just I, eventually I'll get into build, but in the meantime, eh. Well, you see, people were turned off from it right from the beginning with Ryuki. Apparently there was a massive kind of backlash because people were like, oh, riders shouldn't be fighting riders, and we kind of missed that because we came in much later than Ryuki. But this has been a recurring thing. People don't necessarily like riders fighting riders. I don't mind it in context like Shadow Moon versus Black. I quite liked it in Gaim. So with Ryuki and Gaim, that's kind of the whole, whole point. Hmm. But that's not the point in Zero One. Like, um, like the, the the drivers in Gaim are literally called Sengoku drivers, warring states. Hmm. It implies a degree of infighting between people who should, you know, normally have a lot in common. Um, Yuki, again, the whole setup was that they were fighting each other. In Zero One, it just doesn't gel thematically as well. I would, I, I like old oh, man. This is gonna, a lot of my opinions are just gonna be like, oh. Oh, re- reject modernity, embrace tradition. I like it back <laughs> in the seventies when uh, you had human. I like, I like, I like human-looking villains. You, you don't get them at all in, in Sentai anymore. Remember, like uh, Professor Bias or Radiget. Oh yeah, it looked like a flamboyantly dressed man. Uh, yes, though, absolutely. Give me a guy just lathered in in weird face paint with loads of like feathers or sparkle. I just I want something like that. I like. I, I, I want a messed see... up Jeffrey Star. <laughs> yeah, no, I I want a villain whose face I can see. I want to see them emoting. I like that. Um, Ryu Soldier. I've seen like three episodes of Ryu Soldier. And maybe this could be a good segue, because I think, so far at least, the main villain for that at least has his mouth exposed. I've not seen anything about Rue Soldier. I've heard that um, it's going to be the next Power Rangers, though. It's like, yay, yep. dinosaurs and, again! And, if you believe the rumours, potentially the last Power Rangers. Ah, may remind me, what may are well the bring it up now. Okay, so the rumour is that um, Hasbro has severed ties, or is in the process of severing ties with Toei. Now, I've seen a lot going on around this, and one of the things I haven't seen is an official press release. So, if one exists by the time this comes out, uh, don't at me. Um, But so far, I have not seen that. So, it's still very much take it with a, a pillar of salt, you know? 
If that's the case, though, uh, Ryu Soldier will be the last Toei-used series to become a, um, a Power Rangers series, and either they'll just go back and reuse things they already have the rights to, or they'll make original series, which I can't really see them do. This Again, this doesn't make sense to me. If Power Rangers is too expensive to continue, they'd just cancel it. They wouldn't... They wouldn't sever ties with the company that they're essentially nicking half of their footage from, thus making it cheap. It, it doesn't gel I, with me. Mm, I would not see them um, trying to make their own Power Rangers with Blackjack and Hookers. It just seems way too expensive yes. to get all of that stunt footage. That would not be a good financial Again, decision Power at all. is an exercise in cost-cutting. They, they film it in New Zealand... Specifically because it is cheaper to film it in New Zealand. If they were to continue the series after severing ties with Toei, they just wouldn't do it. So I'm still kind of optimistic. Uh, again, unless like between now and this release, a press release coming out saying, oh yeah, uh, screw Toei, we hate those guys now, we're going to make our own Power Rangers. Like I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's not going to happen. I'm kind of... Um... A bit disappointed, though, if that's the case, because now Hasbro have the rights to Power Rangers. I want to see what they do with um, all the merchandising. I mean, a lot of the old-school Mighty Morphin stuff, that's still in circulation. That's still being produced, because that's what everyone from all the generations who grew up with it still yeah, think of. Yeah, um, speaking of merch, I've got myself pre-ordered the Lightning Collection Red Ranger helmet and the Power Morpher, so I'm looking forward to that, too. You're going to wear that in the supermarket? It's technically a Hell face yeah, covering. Dude. Yep. Is that thing even ventilated um, for wearing? I mean, are you yes. just gonna? Really? Okay, so the the white the white ranger one. Um, I haven't heard anyone talking about how it's done on the uh, the red one. But you know those um, you know how the face panel, the face plate has like those little little triangular bits that look like fangs. Oh yeah. The the black the black lines either side are actually little gaps to breathe through. Well, that's a lot more luxury than the suit actors probably had. <laughs> just just hold your breath, yeah, you'll be going in blind, flail about, we'll fix it in post. Do martial arts and gymnastics, don't breathe, it'll be fine. <laughs> You're going to get tackled. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ryu Soldier is looking good so far. I wouldn't worry about it being the last thing to be adapted into Power Rangers. Unless they had announced it officially. Again, this is just one website started saying, oh yeah, uh, we heard on the grapevine that Power Rangers was going to end. <laughs> this will get his clicks. Does seem a little too clickbaity. Yeah, it, it does seem rather clickbaity. I wouldn't trust it until it's officially confirmed or denied. Um, but yeah, no, Rue Soldier, it's, it's Duranger 2.0. It really, really that, is. I, I thought Kyoyujo was Duranger 3.0. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Kyoyuja is more kind of uh, Arbor Ranger 2.0. Then what the hell was Arbor Ranger? Arbor Ranger is Arbor Ranger. Hmm. I miss Arbor Ranger. I want to rewatch that. Uh, but yeah, no, no. So Ryu Soldier, it, it's got a bit of Gingaman to it as well, in that you've got. Okay, so both Gingaman and Ryu Soldier start off with a hidden tribe of like people living in the woods, and you have to pass it like a barrier, like an invisible barrier to visit their hidden Luddite village thing. Right. Uh, it's exactly... It, they live in basically the same thing. Like, you could definitely connect, like, Juranger, Gingaman, and Ryu Soldier together as some weird kind of interconnected whatever. Um, and they're like these dinosaur clans, like they had in Juranger, and, like, they have 
knights that are represented by different um, dinosaurs. And also, the dinosaur mech are, mechs are alive, like all the previous dinosaur ones, especially Juranger. Of course they do. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very much Juranger. They don't form together to create actual god like they do in Juranger. Yeah, I find that a little strange. I don't, I don't quite like it when the mech is sentient. I find that a little strange. I like it when the mech talks and it's sentient. Otherwise, not so much. I mean, who's doing the piloting? Yeah, no, it, it does... Um, so Daijujin in Juranger is God. Like an actual God. Like capital G, God. And ah. yet it still needs a, a team of five warriors with attitude to pilot it. <laughs> could God create a teenager with so much attitude that he couldn't get it to pilot him? Uh, yeah, he's, he's called Satan. There was a whole thing about him having too much attitude. Take that, theists. <laughs> um, again, I just want to go back to Daijujin a little bit. Uh, what does God need with a pilot? <laughs> uh, it was a little strange. I can see why they did their own thing in Power Rangers. It's like, nah, it's fine. We can ignore all that. We've got our space witch. We can make her say she's from space. Whatever. Screw it. We've got giant robot dinosaurs. Kids will love that. Boom. And kids did love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, wow. That was one of the most 90s things ever. Um, yeah, honestly, it... Uh, Neither of us have much to say about Rear Soldier. Uh, you haven't watched it. I've barely watched it. It looks okay. It, one of the main characters is a YouTuber, so I mean, that's to its detriment. Please tell me there's an ego. I wish. No, she's more of a uh, vlogger type. Honestly, I was getting some mad... Um, was it Jake or Logan Paul? One of the. I was getting some mad uh, such-and-such Paul vibes because she's YouTubing in the woods. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Gonna find a dead body. Oh, not again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we can't do this again. That sounds interesting. I was uh, briefly Googling Kira Major before we started, and all I can think yeah, of... Right, pro okay, gamer. So pro gamer. Is Yellow the... Ranger is a pro gamer. I cannot... Oh. That's all I know about it, and that's I can't get past it. He is a pro gamer. This is View Soldier. What? No, no, no. You, no. you said Kira Major. Oh, this is Kira Major. Oh, wait, the Yellow's a pro gamer. Yeah. No, he's literally... He's, he's like a, an esports pro gamer. I guess this is our Kira Major segue... Again, yeah. all I know is he's a pro gamer. I don't know if I love it. I don't know if I hate it. it I feel something strong inside of me. It's something violent, and I'm not sure if it's good or bad. All I know is the gimmick is a combination of gems and vehicles, and I'm thinking, oh, good lordy, a Kamen Rider wizard cameo would be kind of cool. Don't ask for this. You know you don't want it. I, I want so much from Kamen Rider wizard, but it will never deliver. That, that girl's just <laughs> never going to give me what I want. Except for a plain donut. Except for a plain sugar donut, just in case I need to get obese enough to dodge the draft. Oh, yeah, no, I... Again, I've downloaded a lot of Kira Major. I still need to watch it. I was going to watch uh, Your Soldier first. Um, I don't like the transformation trinket, though. It's like a, a big, chunky watch. I'm glad it's a wrist-mounted thing, because I'm sick of mobile phones. And guns. But it just looks really bad. Oh. Uh, guns. Yeah. Guns aren't so bad. How many times have we had guns, actually? Okay, so we had um, Go Busters. Um, Go Busters. Does Campy Space Romp. I cannot remember the name. Uh, Q-Ranger, does that oh, count? Because it's wrist-mounted and a gun. I'd say it doesn't count because they never actually take it off their wrists. Hmm. Um, didn't... Um, 
I was about to mention um, the Gold Ranger from Cure Uja, but then that's more like a wrist-mounted um, crossbow thing. I think his... I haven't seen Cure Uja in ages. I think his sword turns into like a rifle as well, but then that isn't his transformation thing. Okay, maybe they haven't done guns that often then. This must sound amazing to the um, hardcore Sentai crowd who are like, what the hell oh, yeah, are aren't these we guys just the thinking? Most informed. Do they not know anything? the hell's going on? Obviously they have this um, changer. These guys are um, such actually, casuals. Actually, actually, um, yeah. Um, if, if, <laughs> I if, want if a well you, actually comment. Yes, please. If, if, if that's you, first get bent, second leave us hate. We need engagement, please. Oh, good lordy, make like a response video calling us yes, out, please. screaming at a webcam, or, you know, fists, or a call calling us filthy casuals. I would love it. It would be amazing. Please. We need haters. Send us death threats. That would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> hmm, maybe we seem a bit too desperate for it. Maybe if we, maybe if we act above it all, then they'll hate us. Don't send so, yeah, us going death back threats. To my they point, won't affect us. Going back to my original point, get bent. <laughs> um, <laughs> the heck are we uh, so yeah, Kira Major. We don't have anything else to say about Kira Major except for pro gamer. I hope it's good. Probably not. Um, we'll binge it at some I point. want to talk about. I want to talk about my. It, it's it's super good. I really want to talk about it. It's Tokusatsu ga 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 ga. How many ga 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 gas? Several. Several. I think it's three. Tokusatsu ga 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 ga. Yeah, four. I don't know. It's really good though. It's it's really super good. I I I need more people to understand how really really good it is. Ooh, it's... what is it? Okay, so um, you know, I have my thing where I'm like, oh, it's technically Tokusatsu. This one technically is not Tokusatsu. The Toku sequences in it are only used to illustrate points and provide like footage. Uh, okay, um, let me dial it back. Tokusatsu ga 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 uh, it's about a, um, I think she's 25-year-old uh, office worker in Japan who is a massive, massive uh, toku geek. Uh, she is specifically like their universe's equivalent of Super Sentai because it's not a Toei-made show. So they have like stand-ins for um, Metal Heroes, Super Sentai, oh, okay. Kamen Rider, that kind of thing. Um, but they all make they make separate suits for them and they're really good suits. Um, and so she feels because of the fact that she is a grown adult woman in a very professional setting that is into a TV show specifically for younger boys that she has to hide what she's into. And it, uh, the, the main conflict of the series is her trying to feel, trying to accept herself, trying to feel better about herself because of her interests. You know, she makes friends, um, her mother um, actually ends up being, I mean, spoilers, you could all see this coming a mile away, is the closest the series gets to a villain. But even then, she's incredibly sympathetic with it because it explains... I mean, again, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not going to go too into detail about this because I absolutely want to do a full, proper video on it. Uh, but it, everyone is really sympathetic. Everyone has really solid, logically consistent motivations and it's a really sweet series. Anyone who has liked something that they maybe are not in the proper demographic to like will enjoy this series, you know. It, well, it's got a great. lot to enjoy. In fact, it, it, it's got pretty broad appeal. Um, like You can take it as a metaphor for maybe being part of the LGBT uh, community as well. I mean, if you want to, I'm not... 
in the best position to say whether you should or shouldn't. You can. It's something that occurred to me. It, it's got a lot you can read into it, and it's it's got a lot of heart to it. I I was tearing up in the last few episodes. I've got to say, it's really nice. I think that's quite good that they've got something that's rather meta toward the adult fan base of Tokusatsu. Hmm. It's based on a manga. The manga is still going, I think. The series has ended. It's only, um, I think, seven episodes, but each episode is an hour or so. It won't take you that long to go through it. It is really, really, really good. If you take anything away from this episode, it's not that I'm a lazy hack. It's that Tokusatsu Gaga Gaga is really good and you should watch it. Please watch it. It is so nice. <laughs> a glowing endorsement there. Right, that's I have no impressive. complaints. I have no complaints. I just want another Akiba Ranger. That's pretty fun. Akiba Ranger season three, never. Oh, if only, if only. I mean, we'd have to give it some more time. And I just enjoyed it. It was a nice parody. Maybe it's just explored mm. everything that has been explored, so they can't really do a third one. Yeah, I, I think the fact that we want more is good. And the fact that they're not giving us more, we should be quite thankful for. Because if they do and it sucks, that would be bad. And I would much rather be left wanting than be left wishing they'd never done it. Looking at you, Newell. Give me my damn Half-Life 3. <laughs> it's never going to happen, man. It will! It will! No. They reset the continuity no. with Alex, so they're, you know, full steam ahead. To hell with the script leaks, we're doing this. Give it a few more years, <laughs> fingers crossed the Rona won't get to me. Another thing we didn't, um, we kind of missed out on is the kind of Godzilla releases that have come out in the intervening years. So we've got stuff like King of the Monsters, the anime trilogy, and the Criterion Collection. Didn't you buy the Criterion Collection? Uh, yeah, I own it. It's great. But now the Gamera Collection is coming out, it really doesn't seem all that hot. Oh, what's and new not, in that That's release? not to say it's bad. That's not to say it's bad. It's just... <sighs> What's the best way to put it? Um, Arrow really bent over backwards to include everything in the Gamera collection. The Godzilla one just kind of includes what you'd expect. So what came in the Godzilla one? Remind me, because I know it's got the really nice Matt Frank illustrated uh, cover. It's got all the Blu-rays. What else did it come with? Oh, you're thinking of the uh, the Gamera one. Godzilla actually, surprisingly, oh. does not include any Matt Frank at all. Was that not which Matt is... Frank? Who did, no, who did the art? No, no, no. Uh, lots of different artists, and it's I, none who I can remember off the top of my head. Um, they're, I'm sure they're all very good artists, but I find it rather interesting that all the artwork um, that's been done in it, that's a lot less stylized and a lot more true to the designs from the Japanese artists, and all the Western ones go a bit weird with it. Like, I think... Um, th uh, Three-headed monster has a weird kind of Aztec, or like um, like Native American, not Native American, Aztec, Incan, Mayan kind of inspired Ooh. design. But again, that it, it, it's the artwork isn't bad. Some of them is some of it's really good. It's just a bit. I found it a bit too pop arty in the color choices, and I think I it's a like the pop art style. It, it's reminiscent oh, of the sixties when Godzilla was in its prime in the show. I can see where you're coming from. I just I feel like it's a little bit patronizing that they used it for Godzilla. Maybe I've developed a weird victim complex about it. It's just that I would have hoped they'd make give it a bit more I don't know, 
at least for the front cover, make it a little bit more in line with the original, make it a bit more dignified, like other releases, rather than bright colours, big dinosaur kitty stuff, you know? I mean mm. I don't I don't hate it. Honestly, I really wish they'd just got Matt Frank in, because Matt Frank can do some good stuff. Again, oh, look at the yeah. camera collection. When it comes to Tokusatsu in the West, the Franks are usually the biggest names in it, be it Matt or Jason David. <laughs> yeah, no, Matt Frank has carved out a very nice little niche for himself. I was first in... Are we just doing like a Matt Frank appreciation segment now? Oh, yeah, screw it. I got into him from DeviantArt. I'm like, oh, oh my God, that's some amazing Godzilla fan art. Give me more. Same here. Yeah, the, the whole Godzilla Neo thing is what I got into him through. Excellent artist. Then, really wonderful renditions yeah. that made it seem so cool. Like it was like little I'm, little teenage edgelord me, you know, no mates, <laughs> just like, oh my god, this guy's art is so cool. Yeah, he um I'm I'm so glad he's actually got legit work now. He did the IDW comics for a few of them, definitely did a lot of the covers for them. And also Redman. Oh yeah. That's, yeah, it's 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 weird. I own the first two volumes. I need to get the third. Redman is a comic that exists and is weird. It is super weird. I do not know how to describe it. I think we'll have to do a special on that or something because you've only told me tiny yes. tidbits and I really don't mind the direction that that goes in because it's got to be weird <laughs> considering the source material. Man, it's a good thing this whole episode is uh, is a tangent, otherwise the tangent alarm would be going nuts. Yeah, I still need uh, to fix that thing. Uh, back to uh, back to Godzilla though. King, uh, we've talked a bit about the Criterion Collection. It's good compared to Gamera Collection. It is very bare bones. Gamera has loads of archival stuff. Godzilla has some new stuff. Not as much as you'd hope. It's it's fine. It looks good. Get it if you can. It's like 150 quid. I think it's like 170 dollars. Wow. It, it'll set you back. But the best special feature it has is the Japanese version of King Kong vs. Godzilla. It's included as a special feature. It's not a proper film on it. Oh, okay. Actually, no, I'll rephrase that. I'll rephrase that. It is a proper film, but it is not advertised as one of the collection. It's a special feature on the final disc. That's that's really a little weird, because surely it would be part oh, it, of the collection. It's the only way they could do it. The How only so? way they could do it is if... Because Universal owns King Kong, and they've... Uh, reportedly, they would only allow the archive, the the Japanese version of King of the Bo- um, King Kong versus Godzilla oh. to be included. If theirs was the main one, the 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 US re-edit one, Ooh, yeah, that where sucks. it keeps cutting to like this this news anchor like well, Godzilla's brain is about the size of this walnut, but Kong's brain is about the size of my wife. <laughs> On account of him being a boomer. Well, wife bad, everyone. Uh, internet bad. I cannot click the book, Father. <laughs> oh, dear, I love those old-school boomer comics. Oh, they just... It, it tickles me in a completely ironic sense. Oh, no, I'm a, an ironic millennial. The boomers were right. Ah. Uh, anyway, back on to Godzilla. Was there a Power Ranger character called Boomer? Was there? Probably. I think so, an SPD. I'm on Ranger Wiki right now, let me just check. Hope my keyboard sounds coming through loud enough. <laughs> clack, clack, clickety clack. I need to get a mechanical one, make it nice and um, obnoxious. Obnoxiously loud. Oh, wow, we uh, we really are on the same page, aren't we? 
oh yeah, we're, we're just the same person sharing a brain. Um, no, there is not a character named Boomer. You are just um, hallucinating. You're thinking up your oh, own I'm... Power Rangers. No, no, I'm... Ooh, this is going to annoy me. There isn't. There, there is not. Were you not thinking of something similar? Uh, perhaps. This is going to annoy me now. SPD... There was there was Pig, the one that looked like Pigmon from uh, Ultraman. Yeah. Was that intentional? What was he called? Oh, it Japanese? had to be. It had to be. It looked like well, he no, looked I like think, a warty testicle. Jesus. No, I don't. I think he was a Power Rangers original. So yeah, no, it must have been. Uh, but, but, yeah. But, uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. I was half off. Boom. Boom. Who was Boom? Uh, he was um, the tech. He was like the um, tech support assistant. You know, um, you know that cat lady they have who makes all their junk. Oh god! Why do you cat? have to bring back the cat lady into my mind? I thought I scrubbed that away. <laughs> uh. So he's like her assistant and tester and stuff like that, and he has uh. like a dream sequence where he becomes the Orange Ranger. Okay. Hmm. Since we were previously on the subject of Godzilla. I want to talk about King of the Monsters a little because you took me to watch it last year and Ooh. holy hell, that Ooh. was perfect. I love Aside it. Aside from, yes. I've got to complain about some of the cringy characters, like just the writing, like no. But actually... Oh, you mean they're Rick Sanchez, but not oh, Rick Sanchez. no, it was horrible. Was called Rick. But and it was confirmed I don't want that to distract Rick. me from the experience that I'm about to relay because it was beautiful. I got mm. a bit little teary at times because it was wonderful. It was the kind of thing that little me... Thought yes, would they, they would have wanted yes. because it's beautiful. It's got so it's got scenes with giant monsters doing stuff, and they look so pretty, and they've got like this really good amount of characterization More... in them because the CGI is decent. If I, if I can kind of piggyback on that and kind of contribute. I think more importantly, it's classic Toho monsters this time as well. Seeing Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah. Oh yeah, Mothra was beautiful. Mutos are cool. But they've got nothing on Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan. They've, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, they went I all in the on this. You can tell they learned from the mistakes of Godzilla 2014 by actually it, adding actually, more scenes of monsters. And no, I think no, no, actually, didn't... I think Godzilla, yeah. Godzilla actually has a pretty similar amount of screen time. Oh this yeah, is what I was I'm, about to mention that. This is, but this, this time is what I've been put saying. It's all about the framing. Front. They put him in the front it, of everything rather than just a blurry thing in the background. Yeah, Godzilla 2014 sometimes seemed a little bit embarrassed to have Godzilla in it. This time, the first thing you see is Godzilla. Beautiful. So good. Yeah, no, we we have my one complaint is it's not even the um, the Rick and Morty character. Yes, I will not let this die. He was officially confirmed to have been based on Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh look, a gonorrhea joke. Yes, yes, that's what I was going for. Get the teenagers in. Yes. I really hate the gonorrhea joke. I'm half tempted to just do a fan edit of that movie, and only the only change I'd make is to remove the gonorrhea joke. Just remove because that character really, entirely. I I don't I don't mind. He he comes a lot. He comes across a lot more sympathetic in the novelization. I've been re, I've been listening to the uh, to the audiobook version of King of the Monsters on Audible because I love Godzilla. I love Godzilla so so much. I just need more. Uh, a lot of the characters seem a lot. Not a lot different, but just a bit slightly different. So, um, man, I can never remember that guy's name. He's just so unimportant to me. I know I have his bra his name in my Is brain. Is he absent He's... in the Chinese version? That's what I need to know. I'd gladly watch the Chinese version. I'd sign with Tencent. 
Uh, I just just don't need that character in my damn movie. Um, he he's, he seems a lot more less obnoxious, a bit more sympathetic. He seems a lot more. I mean, I haven't gotten to the gonorrhea bit at all, thankfully. Maybe it's missing. I'll, I'll block that. No, I hope so. Now, there's a, actually we're we're not going to do a full review of King of the Monsters. This is just us gushing. We are going to do a full video on King of the Monsters, and it's it's just going to be a whole episode of gushing. Oh yeah, full video. Or Nothing but maybe gushing. Podcast episode. We'll find some medium that best suits it. Either way, we're going to do a much more in depth. This is just us recapping the big things we missed. This is just fangasming right now. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, watching the movie was just fangasming. What are your thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong maybe being the last one in the MonsterVerse? I'm fine with that. Mm. If it goes out on a high note, I'm totally fine with that. I I do not need every Godzilla series to go on forever. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, that would kind of um, suck. I'm very aware of seasonal rot setting in with things. Um, the longer something goes on, the more... Uh, susceptible it is to being crap, basically. You need what the hell's to happening with Marvel? reboot. <laughs> you, you need to reboot, you need to reset every so often, and if that's taking a hiatus for a few years and making Kamen Rider Kuga when you come back, so be it. Or even if it's just um, a whole new production staff, you know? Either way, you need a bit of a clean break to keep things fresh. So I'd be fine with the MonsterVerse ending. I'd still love to see future Godzilla films, though. Oh yeah, that's not me saying I hope Kong is the last one. I I don't want that. I would like it to go on longer. I just I wouldn't be too cut up about it. If if Skull Island was the last one, then I'd be disappointed. Because, mm. you know, we, we've, we've had our big great Godzilla movie from them. I'm happy with it as it is. I'd, I'd even be happy yeah. if King of the Monsters was the last one. They've shown that they can make no, maybe a competent, not happy, satisfied. They've shown that they can make a competent Western Godzilla film, and mm. that's got me satisfied. So yeah. yeah, give it maybe another decade or so. We might get another one that's oh, even better, or maybe a flop. That. But it's fine. We've got this. Yeah, uh, the anime trilogy though. Oh, the anime trilogy. Oh boy. I heard Ooh. that's not too dandy. Yeah, yeah. No, it is not dandy at all. Um, it really isn't. Are you familiar with the Unabomber? Yes. Um, I think okay, he's so... part of our mail segment. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got a, uh, a package here from a uh, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, let's see what's inside. Oh, hey, it's the Criterion Collection. <laughs> uh, no, uh, he would absolutely love the ending for this. It's very, very primitivist. Technology bad... Godzilla neutral death comes to us all it's, it's technology very bad uh, eh are you the unaboomer <laughs> um, so by now everyone watching this if you're interested in Godzilla you, you've you've seen it everyone's got Netflix you must have seen it you know what it's about uh, it's it's not good it's not fun I, I don't I have a fun time watching watch it the thing. Um, so what is the premise? So in, inform me, the weird and experienced individual. Okay, so uh, Godzilla's just wrecking stuff on Earth, and humanity decides, you know what, uh, we've got like two other aliens, like two other races of aliens with us now, they're in it too. Let's just pile into 
a couple of ships and leave to find a new world. Uh, and they try that for 20 years. It doesn't work. And so they come back to Earth. And because of time dilation, uh, Earth's like 20 bajillion, squillion years in the future now. Uh, and it's all different. And Godzilla is just the ruler of Earth now, just completely unambiguously. Um, the environment has re-engineered itself to mimic him. Oh, yeah, in this one, Godzilla's like a... Um, oh, what's the word? A mineral plant life form thing? Like an actual plant? Yes, but a plant with the properties of minerals. That it's they is... They don't describe it very well, and it's not very obvious. It's like a metal plant. Kind of. It's an anime. It doesn't need to make sense. Yeah. Um, like the... Um, whatchamacallit? Other animals that have evolved are like offshoots of him. Also, he, I think he reproduces by budding because he got a little mini Godzilla because this Godzilla is now a million miles high. It, it's, it's weird. It's, it's really weird. Uh, Mothra is technically in it, but she doesn't do anything except you know psychic stuff so they don't have to animate her. Ah. Um Toho specified that they didn't want fight scenes between monsters in it. Which is why Mechagodzilla is now a city. That's depressing. Yeah. Um, the Ghidorah fight is not a fight. I'm sorry, I... what? Yeah, okay, so uh, do you care about spoilers? Um, yeah, I d- I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll get angry. I'll make a podcast recording. People will hear me rage. You you will get angry. It it's I don't mind some of the fan servicey bits, like the Exif and the Billo Saludo are just the Exilians and the black hole aliens. Hmm. Like it's it's neat because the Exif have more to do with Ghidorah and the Billo Saludo have more to do with Mechagodzilla because they built him. The books, there are like three prequel novels. They sound way better than the actual trilogy, because it's just like this apocalyptic log of how the earth went to pot and it's like oh um Angurus 2 Varan 3 and Kamakuras attacked Shanghai and the Chinese unleashed the project Hedora super weapon against them uh oh Gigan is a reconstructed monster they found um like it's human made and it's actually good in this there's also like project J which is just J- Jaguar oh man the books sound fantastic i want to read them I watched uh, Wikizilla have um, a couple of videos, kind of basically recounting the events that happen in it. So if you can't get, if you can't find like translated versions of the book, just watch that. It sounds way better than the anime trilogy we got. That sounds really cool. Yeah, shame the anime films weren't really cool. Well, I'll have to watch it in case I need to get my fix of um, effeminate-looking men with depression issues and I'm guessing that's going to be that's the thing of the main character right what gave it away Uh, Uh, it's not so much depression though it's more intense psychopathic rage see I'd watch that version of Evangelion (laughs) I'd watch a psychopathically angry Shinji no no Shinji get out of the robot please (laughs) (laughs) please let Ray do it again please (laughs) You know what? You know what? We we need that. We need that. I want yeah. out of all out of all the Evangelion kind of reboots and remakes. I want the one where Shinji is just psychopathically violent, <laughs> a cruel, intentionally not because the Ava took over. <laughs> actually, actually, it's another thing that I want to bring up. Uh, Gridman. 
baby uh. dan dan baby dan dan now i think i watched one episode of gridman with you um all i can remember is computer thing there's a hero in a computer and that's a yeah i don't know i come to think of it when you show me taco i tend to be a little buzzed. I can't tend to remember it. Ah, or is it because you're really excited that your your best chum is, is with you? Yeah, it's fine. I'm just having a revelation that I might have a problem. <laughs> well, the first step to combating it is to admit it. Yeah, and then to cram myself with lots of tokusatsu. It's the uh, nature's healer. I thought Mothra was nature's healer. I'll go pray to well, a giant moth to kill me. <laughs> Yeah, Gridman. We didn't do an episode of Gridman um, because I hadn't watched it. I think it came out in 2016. I think uh, I'm talking about specifically SSSSSS Gridman. Isn't the four S's at the beginning a reference to the Western adaptation, which is what was it? Super Samurai Cyber Squad. Superhuman. Superhuman. Sa- yeah, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah, it is. Um, but it also has a more plot relevant meaning in the series, which I will not tell you. Because no, you're going to watch it. Everything's behind a spoiler wall. Oh, look, I will spoil... I'm happy to spoil pretty much anything else except Gridman. Because I found Gridman to be really uh, personally impactful because of the subject matter and the themes of it. And so I need other people to feel the exact same way as me, so I'm going to make you watch it blind. <laughs> so yeah, no, um, definitely give Gridman a watch. I'm, I'm going to get you here with me. We're going to binge it. We can do it in a day. It's like 12 episodes. Really? It's yeah, I'll make you watch it. I'll make you love it. How long are they? Um, average anime, like 20-odd episode, uh, twenty odd minutes. Okay, was it a limited series on a streaming platform initially? Uh, not not really. Uh, it, it was a mainstream, main mainline. It was, it was a trigger anime. It was a mainline anime thing. Uh, oh, okay. It's available on, on Funimation. You could watch it there. I got the DVDs because I like owning physical media. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll say this for it, though. It takes Evangelion's kind of themes, but does them better. Okay. This is the hill I will die on. Gridman is the better Evangelion. I still want to see a Roy Now we're going to get hate. Though. <laughs> <laughs> get, get out of the damn robot. <laughs> yes. Oh, I need this so much. Um... Again, Gridman is something that I really want to do a full episode on once you've watched it, so I'll avoid doing more than gushing here. Um, yeah. Another thing we should probably mention is Western releases of stuff that has hitherto been unreleased, except in Hawaii for some reason. Do you have noticed that? Like, Kikaida V3, like they're available in Hawaii, but just nowhere else. I always find that weird how some things are distributed and sold in other countries. It's like, okay, so I know that um, Gavan was uh, quite big in France when it was Yes, aired. it was renamed Ixor. Oh, yeah, it was. I think there was a reference to that in the um, French port of Pokemon uh, Red and Blue. Oh, really? Yeah, they made a reference to it. It's like um, also in the the English versions... And um, when you look at the TV in your house, it mentions Stand By Me. It's about boys on a train track. Ah, yeah. okay. That, that, um, I want to look at. I want to look that up. That'd be cool. Um, also, also, if we're talking about if we're talking about Gavan references, though, we can't not bring up Daft Punk. 
Oh, definitely. I can see where that influence came from, especially because Gavan was a thing in France. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, so Shout Factory have been doing streaming things. Uh, they, they've done the original Kamen Rider. They've also done Cougar. They're all um, like online exclusive, and they've said that they have no plans to do any physical releases of them. So if you live outside of the US, you're out of luck, unless you have a VPN. Ooh. That's this is a shame. bit where so we, become, we become slick YouTubers and mention that we're sponsored by such and such VPN. No, we're not. Please give us money. We're willing to shill for you. So let me get things straight. I think I did see Cougar on a streaming service, so Shout Factory did do that, but you can't access it from outside the US, correct? Yep. Okay. It's um. Uh, they they do have episode one on YouTube though. That's interesting. Now, if I you was... go, if anyone cares, if anyone's going to watch these and you care about spoilers, uh, it does include the translated Grongi. Um, uh, dialogue, so from day one you'll know what the dealio is. That's a bit of a shame, really, because you're supposed to be uh, kept guessing with it, but um, yeah, I don't really mind. I would have preferred it if Shout Factory did this as an experiment, like the time they released Jew Ranger. So they were testing the waters, Ooh. and things seemed to sell well, so then they kept on doing the other Sentai. I'd like that to be there. I mean, there'd be a smaller audience for Rider stuff, but it would still be cool. Yes, absolutely. I, I I really want them to do physical releases, but like I said, they got no plans for it. I just want a Cougar box set, man. I got all the Super Sentai ones. I gave you my money. What else? You you owe me this, Shout Factory. You owe me. <laughs> I've spent eight Cougar grand on you. Let me consume more. <laughs> oh, is this how uh, is this how Twitch simp's feel? Yeah, um, we're <laughs> I gave you well, in money. In this case, we're simping now. for companies. <laughs> oh no, that's even worse. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> cyberpunk dystopia we live in. Oh God! Simp for the corporation. Um, uh, so yeah, in terms of release, it's we should be happy to get them in the West at all. It just bugs me that it's not. It's kind of US exclusive, really, unless, like I said, you have a VPN, uh, and it's not physical. Like I got myself a um, DV uh, region free Blu-ray player just so I could watch like the uh, Mill Creek Ultraman stuff. Um, that's why I prefer physical stuff because there are ways to work around it. It it, it just it just it it, it bugs me. I understand yeah. why because you've got to pay for licensing. I get it. I, I I'm I I get it. Shadow Factory, but there there are more people out there than just American weebs. You've got European weebs like us. Oh yes, those Euro weebs are very very much left in the dark. The US get all the yeah. best releases. Yes, yes they do. See, now if the British Empire was still around, we'd be getting all the good stuff. I don't think we had the Japanese in our grasp, though. I mean, we had China time. under our palm with uh, all the opium we were giving them. We had India, but we just couldn't quite get Japan. We, I don't think we'd be able to squeeze well, it's they wouldn't allow us good in. anime out of them. They only allowed the Dutch in. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, we'll, we'll have Why to pretend Dutch? to be Dutch. I'll get us a pair of clogs... And we'll ask for some Kamen Rider Region 1, Region 2 stuff. Just send it over. I don't uh, care if it's just Dutch subs. Oh. But it, it's... I should be happy that we're getting anything at all. I think they were doing like, they're doing like a proper release of the last Heisei Generations movie too. Which brings me to another thing. Uh, Kamen Rider was actually trending on Twitter. 
What caused that? Um, uh, the the Heisei generate. It was, no, or was it the? I think it was like the Heisei Week celebration that Bluefin were doing. It was something like that. I'm just. I'm not sure how I feel about Kamen Rider trending on Western Twitter. You know. Yeah, there are some things that you like, but you don't really want them going too much into the mainstream, lest they. Well, well later products. Fine. It's just it's just Twitter. Quality. Oh yeah, true. Twitter's a bit of a dump. Not that I want to a be bit. a gatekeeper. It's just like, okay, we got to ease this into the mainstream. Well, look what happened to Avatar when um, they put it back on Netflix. You got a bunch of think pieces about how Ang is the real villain. Oh no, Ang. I pronounce it like M. Night Shyamalan did. Oh, oh, oh no. me. No, I you got a bunch of think pieces about how. Oh, what well, the M. Night Shyamalan movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one we should watch together. It is something else. Got to whitewash everything. No, no, it, it, it's funny because M Night's Indian. Oh yeah, Indian American, but he Do you think um, it was it, his just... decision or Hollywood's decision. Now, allegedly, from what I've read from the guy, anything in the movie that remotely resembles the cartoon was him. He had to apparently he really wanted it. He really wanted to make it like the cartoon. It's a lot of executive interfering that made it so. Aww. not. Okay, in that case, we shouldn't we shouldn't um, really try to speak ill of Mr. Shyamalan. If yeah, no, I actually I mean, really like M Night. Yeah, I mean we've both watched the uh, What Happened series on YouTube, and we can tell that. Oh yeah, it's always a lot of the producers just screwing people over. Yes, nine times. I mean, in the hierarchy of people you blame, like right at the bottom are the actors. We've learned not to blame actors. Look at Jake Lloyd. Don't do that. What happened right to Jake Lloyd again? Dude's got schizophrenia. He's in a prison now. Oh, poor guy. He, no, yeah, no. Dude, dude got messed up hard from bullying on the internet, bullying at school. Um, he burned all his Star Wars stuff. Hates George Lucas. Um, when he went off his meds, he beat his mum and went on a high-speed chase down the um, down the highway in America. And now he's in prison. Now this is child acting. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 bad. Don't don't bully actors. Uh, same thing happened with them. Well, not same thing, but uh, Jar Jar Binks' actor was struggling with suicide because of it. No, Blame really? Producers. Yeah, yeah. He, he does. He does talks now on um, on how to deal with suicide, depression. So he, he's doing better. Did, does he himself. do it in Jar Jar's voice? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know this no, is a really tasteless. dark, I'm, serious yes, thing. I, I come on. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Uh, no, Ahmed so yeah, best. you do not blame. Do not blame actors. Blame producers, sometimes directors. Like I absolutely blame George Lucas for Hayden Christensen turning in horrible performances because he can do good stuff. He was really good in Shattered Glass. Hmm. Ah, the so, yeah, film blame, industry is a wasteland. That, yeah, that—that's my soapbox. Don't go after actors. They're, unless oh, they've yeah, done something horrible, like Kevin Spacey. Well. Obviously, yeah. go if they've done something horrible, go after them. But if it's just for the lack of quality on the movie, it's not their fault. They didn't write the script. Apparently the um, some of the actresses in The Last of Us 2 have been getting death threats just because do they that. were starring in it. it. It's stupid. You don't go for the actors. You, what? They just turned up and read their lines. They didn't, they didn't write this. At mm. most, they might have ad-libbed here and there, but that wouldn't have had any major impact. Just don't be a horrible person, but be the person that Cougar knows you can be. Yeah, it's the internet. They, they, everyone thinks they will be a cougar, but no. 
I'm sorry, but some Joe Odagiri is going to be kicking us all in the face. <laughs> Anytime someone mentions Kuga, he just has like this little spider sense flash. Oh no, someone's remembering it. <laughs> Better not be a thirsty housewife. <laughs> that's that's one uh, thing that amazes me. He spawned something called the Odagiri effect in Kamen Rider Kuga because a lot of yes. the viewership wasn't just coming from kids. It was also coming from women. They were just interested in this attractive man. Ah, Thirsty Housewives, the best demographic. Yeah. And that affected the way they casted the protagonist for so many years. Honestly, I, I think it's still going on. I, when was the last time we saw a less than pretty uh, lead in Kamen Rider? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd sort of... Well, actually, no, with um, Yusuke, he did... He'd, Pretty boys. Well, in this case, they make them a little closer to end of teenage years, so it it would be a little bit weird. Mm. Previously, in early Heisei, they would be what um, mid to late twenties, unambiguously adults, basically. That's what I'm. That's that's one thing I miss about older Kamen Rider is that I like I like my main riders to look like they're at least over twenty five. <laughs> I I don't like superheroes being younger than me. It makes me feel weird. I can understand completely. It's a little strange, and also it's like, hang on, this is a teenager. This also with Kamen Rider, it it does literally deal with concepts like death, and even Zero One, you got people with guns, firearms, just they've got assault rifles oh, yeah, like and pistols, one, and you're like, episode one, yeah. a human guy gets just murked. It's, it's just a little strange, but I think this is mainly because it's from a Western viewpoint. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, with a lot of well, basically anything we say about Tokusatsu, it should be taken with a grain of salt because we are not at all the primary demographic. We're just we're two grown men in the UK watching a, a kids show or a family show at best and criticizing it for things oh, that it oh, probably on, didn't look, even want it, to do. It's it's our destiny. It's what we have to do as <laughs> heterosexual white cisgender men. We have a podcast, and we pretend to be knowledgeable in everything, and we say that we're the voice of the fan base. That's what we have to do. That that reminds me of something. Actually, I'd like to say the lockdown pretty much everywhere else is released, so we're one of the few people who didn't start a podcast during the lockdown, okay? I was too busy getting fat. I think everyone's been getting fat. It's great. Stay home, get oh, chunky. It's a bit dystopian, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. Don't yeah. worry. Um, if the Rona does get to us, we'll you know we'll be greeted by Billy Harrington at the pearly gates. I'm coming, Anarchy. <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> anyway, this concludes the uh, return of the Spandex Power Armor podcast. This has been a rather generic return to things, but um, fingers crossed we'll be a lot more focused next time. Because, hey, it, it's yeah. been a long time. Now we'll be able to make proper little discussions. And, um, yeah, it's now going to be a fortnightly release. Because, you know, we need lives too. Yeah, we just need time. And uh, it is going to be interesting. The downside is that um, some information may be a little dated. So, like, how we got all our information on Sabre from some magazine snips. When this comes out, you guys will be like, no, there's been five different releases now. <laughs> How are you guys so wrong in everything you do? I'm, I'm going to have to show yeah, timestamps. We <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
We're hoping this model will work out, and we're trying to have some more fun with this. And we really want your input. Um, we're yes. hoping to have this on as many places as possible that can host podcasts. And, um, hey, more importantly, if you're listening to this on YouTube as well, please like, comment, and subscribe, because we love getting please feedback. Please engage with us. Please. Yeah. We, need, we need to grow this thing. If you want to give us some feedback on the podcast, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash spandexpower, and on Facebook, so it's just facebook.com slash spandexpowerarmor. We like to keep things nice and generic here. But look, it's on brand, you know? Oh yeah, true. Plus we've stolen that name and anyone else who tries to get it is like, no, 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 no. If you want us to be more unique, what do you want? Do you want us to do like a Xbox Live, you know, XX underscore... Uh, dark spandex rose <laughs> underscore xx that, that's going to be the fate of a lot of podcasts eventually <laughs> all the good oh, names yeah. are taken anyway thank you very very much for uh, joining us for our triumphant is that what this is is this how this feels return well it's about as triumphant as it gets as we've both uh, managed to get the will to uh, pull ourselves out of our pits of misery and just start recording again talking about the things we enjoy which is uh, men in skin tight suits chucking fireworks at each other it's it's a beloved time honored tradition at this point yes so i'd love to (laughs) say goodbye i'm gonna be uh, digging up my old ass handle hypnopotamus rex again um yeah that'll be fun uh, yep, and I've been Carmen Ranger. Thanks for joining us. It's 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 nice to be back. All snide on the society, it is very nice to do this again. We hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoy, you know, making it. And we hope you listen to the next episode. Have a lovely time. You better. <laughs>